Let's talk digital. We are at the cutting edge of digital tweaks, changes, transformation. A local digital marketing podcast. Conversing with industry experts and giving excerpts about the exception. Hosted by Audrey Naidu. Sit back, relax, enjoy. I'm really looking forward to what's coming up in South Africa in the next couple of months and years. Hey everyone, welcome back to Let's Talk Digital with myself, Audrey Naidu. I hope you're all keeping well and keeping warm. It's been a minute since I last spoke to you guys as I was on production break to catch up with my studies, but I am back energized and ready to have the real conversations. My guest today is Timon Pinto, creative strategist at Ad Dynamo, who has taken a vested interest in all things metaverse and how it will apply to brands in the South African context. How's it, Timon? Welcome to the podcast. Hello, thank you. Hi, it's great to have you with us and without a mask as well. Yeah, it's, it's a weird world without a mask, I must say. Me too. I, I go there and I'm saying I'm missing something, you know, on my face. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the first time I went out without a mask, it was like going into the shops, I still had my mask and everyone didn't have their mask and I just felt like an alien world, to be honest. Exactly. But I guess we've got to get used to the new normal now. Yeah, the new, new normal. New, new normal. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So anyway, it's great to have you with us. Um, but also you've taken a vested interest in the metaverse and all things surrounding it. So maybe just tell us, uh, you know, something interesting about yourself. Um, something interesting about myself, I guess in that creative aspect, I am a musician. Um, back in the day, I was going to get signed to an LA label. Wow. And then my parents are like, no, you need to study. You need to have a plan B. And that's how I ended up where I am now as a brand strategist. Um, I went and studied uh, digital marketing and then went on to study strategic brand management. And yeah, that whole creative side about me has to come through somewhere. So I do like to keep my finger on the pulse with what's happening in the industry, what the new thing is. And that's how I really got into the metaverse and what Web 3.0 is all about. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to our conversation and just picking your brain from a young person's perspective, but also a digital native. Um, I think you you would know a lot more to teach us today. So thank you again for making time to be here. No worries. Thank you for having me. So let's get down to time and from what I've read about the metaverse. There is no formal definition. Okay. And everybody has different views on what it means. There are a number of different components being mentioned like blockchain, 5G, NFC, VR, AR, virtual commerce. I mean, it's a bit overwhelming right now. What are your views around how people should actually put a definition to it? Or should we? Well, you know, it, it is it is a very big world and it is a growing topic and it's a growing platform. So, yes, there are multiple, multiple elements that fall into what the metaverse is. There isn't really a defined definition. I mean, when you're looking at it, is the metaverse the blockchain? Is the metaverse a virtual world? Is it augmented reality? As you mentioned, there's so much behind it that I don't think there is a way to formally um, really define it. But I guess if you wanted to put it in a world, in a word, it's a decentralized connected world where people can uh, interact with each other anonymously. There is no person uh, or personality or identity to it. But that would be a, a, a very basic kind of definition behind where the metaverse is and where we're heading with the metaverse. Yeah, I was also trying to take a stab at it. And I came up with it's an ecosystem of connected platforms connecting people. Yeah, 
yeah, mm. connecting people in an anonymous way. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So we're going to talk about that because I have an opinion about that as well. But, you know, you mentioned upfront Web 3.0, okay, yeah. and decentralization. Um, and those two go hand in hand. How is the metaverse going to live in Web 3.0? Yeah, so the Web 3.0, I mean, we have to start at the beginning of where the internet comes from. So like inter internet or Web 1 rather, um, Web 1 was just static text where it's just people reading to get information. Think of it as an online encyclopedia. Then we moved over to Web 2 where we started to get more involved. People started to connect. People could comment. We got social media. We moved into that landscape. And now we're going into Web 3 where, yes, we still have that connection but people's data and privacy is becoming a very, very big concern. And that's where the blockchain comes into play and what is happening in the metaverse. So the metaverse is just a part of what Web3 is and where we're heading in that direction with the world. Okay, yes. So for me, it's around data privacy. Again, that keeps on popping up, right? Yes. Uh, we are going to talk about it. So do you believe that Fortnite was the beginning stages of the metaverse? I mean, we know that gamers use V-Bucks to buy skins. Uh, they were playing in this virtual world and, you know, uh, building up characters that was like very lifelike. Uh, what's your opinion about that? Well, I mean, Fortnite has brought it to the forefront. Um, there have been a lot of platforms and games around for a little bit longer, like uh, Second Life. That is a, a platform where people could have their second life online. It was a virtual world where people could interact. Fortnite has brought Web3 and the metaverse more to the forefront in that aspect. I guess you could talk about the virtual currency, but the more important part, in my opinion, is the, the online concerts that they have, where it's, it's live interactions that people can wear their skin that they bought with the V-Bucks, as you mentioned, and watch a concert. Uh, let's say the Travis Scott one. I actually was reading an article the other day that Travis Scott, that concert on Fortnite is still the biggest concert. Nothing has surpassed it, even though Fortnite have had Ariana Grande after that. It just hasn't been as big. I guess lockdown could have been a factor of it, but I think it could also have been it was a revolutionary thing at the time where people are coming together in a live element. It's all happening real time. Everyone's experiencing it at the same time on a platform, on a dedicated platform. Before our conversation, I needed to, to understand this world, right? Yeah. And what I'm seeing is uh, parts of the continent like Asia. So the East almost leading. And then now I see America is catching on to it as well. So, you know, how far behind is South Africa? And should we be... Um, uh, you know, taking note of it now, you know, how fast is this going to change and evolve for us uh, in, in the continent? Yeah, well, I mean, with technology, people are early adopters. So that's where we're seeing such a rapid growth in this platform or in platforms and where the world is going in terms of technology and augmented reality, virtual reality, all of these kinds of things. So yes, we are going to have to catch up to it. But I think what's nice about South Africa at the same time is that we don't have to go through the growing pains. So we see what's happening overseas. We see what, what the issues are in America. Let's say it's with NFTs or with cryptocurrency. And then when that comes to our shores, at least we've learned from their errors and we can implement it better, um, which is a great thing, I guess. But yes, 
adoption is going to be a thing that we're going to have to uh, have to grow with because people want it. People want to have more experiences. And that's what lockdown really brought to us is we want experiences. Definitely. So, you know, um, I was trying to read up on on emerging economies that's popping up now. And, and there's three that really touches on the metaverse, which is your experience economy, your platform economy, and then your trust economy. Yeah. Because it centers around trust as well. When you start to build online, even if it's virtual communities, how do you work within that trust economy? Yeah. I mean, that, that's a very, very good question of how you can really operate in that trust economy. Um, I guess we'll have to see. I don't have an answer right now for that one. Um, but yeah. Okay, cool. So how has COVID pandemic propelled some of these changes or transitioning? I mean, the rise of avatars amongst us as we move to working online and having their own avatars. I mean, it was at the start of the avatar generation. What yeah. happened there? I mean... <sighs> Avatars have been around for a long time. I guess it's becoming something more accessible. So people like to have fun with that kind of thing and be quirky uh, with their characters and their online personality. Um, but I mean, lockdown did propel technology uh, further than just avatars, for example. We wanted those experiences and those human connections that we couldn't necessarily have. So augmented reality, we saw a huge growth in augmented reality and the development of that technology throughout COVID-19 and the lockdowns. Uh, TikTok, for example, they implemented augmented reality and they developed it very, very heavily because they knew they had to compete with the likes of Snapchat and Facebook and Instagram uh, on their platform. And that just mentioning TikTok, one of the ways uh, consumption of, of media has changed is that we're seeing long form content such as Netflix really falling away to short form content such as TikTok and Instagram Reels and Snapchat Spotlight, for example. So that's a very, very interesting trend that's happening as well. Just by you mentioning Netflix, I'm seeing that, you know, this type of interaction and experience is disrupting the media and entertainment world, for example. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Everything is being really disrupted at the moment. The way that we see media content and the way we consume content is rapidly changing. And people aren't necessarily today going to go and sit down and binge watch something. They'd rather, or if they are binge watching something, you might see them on TikTok just scrolling through because it's short form content. It's keeping them entertained and they're staying engaged. And that's why TikTok is such a powerful platform. Yeah, I think we're operating in a hybrid world, to be honest, because we're shifting without realizing the shifts. So we're naturally navigating to the newness of new experiences, new expectations, new consumer behaviors. I mean, the key thing is virtual shopping. Yeah. And I was surprised to learn that people are actually doing this. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the biggest trends going into 2022 and, and, and above, I guess I can say, is that virtual shopping and online shopping or social shopping rather is becoming a really, really big factor. People are using social media to go shopping. And one of the key factors behind virtual and uh, social shopping, social media shopping, is that it's friends that can recommend a product that they've seen online and send it to you. And that recommendation is super, super powerful for your brand. 
Well, I'm one of them. When I see a product on TikTok, I look at the review, you know, of other people on the comment section and then I go and buy the, the product. And uh, friends of mine have also done the same thing. I mean, it's creating quite big in like the makeup, the skin, the clothing industry as well. And I think it's that, again, talks to the trust economy, right? It's yeah. trusting what your peers and friends are saying versus what brands are saying. And we're going to come and have a conversation around brands now and how they need to play in the space sure. to get the credibility for from the consumers. The other aspect which really also bugs me is, um, you know, how do we then relate to younger consumers that are digital natives that's been operating in the space from the time they were pre-teenagers yeah you know for them it's a natural thing and are they going to go to websites for example to engage with brands or even the apps what what's your view on that um well you know everyone still wants to see a, a big catalog so going to a website if we trust that website we can see their full catalog and we can shop there superbolist for example they aren't able to upload the full catalog onto social media so i'll still use superbolist to go through and go through the different brands and buy on the app but where it comes in with that whole digital native with the the younger generation playing in the space is that we have to see the content that they're buying into. What are they consuming? So one of the biggest trends with the youngest generation at the moment is if a brand just takes a selfie video of themselves promoting something, if they're wearing a hat, nothing too over the top and mass produced like we used to do in the day. Like we needed to have a strategy for our vertical video on a platform. It could be as simple as record a, a, a 30 second video on your phone highlighting a bag that you're selling and why it's so cool. That is the content that they are consuming and that's the content that they relate to because it feels personal to them, even though it's not necessarily. And then we can get more innovative going back to the whole metaverse world with augmented reality. If it's clothing or bags, we can literally put it on that person that's, and they can try yeah. it on. That's amazing because, um, you know, so, so that speaks to the creator economy, you know. Yeah. If you, took, if you look at TikTok creators, I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday around ideas for um, a financial services product. And how do we use TikTok creators because you see that transition from macro to meso to micro uh, creators and influencers now that have more power, more influence in the consumer space. We want to relate to everyday people, not yeah. celebrities anymore. The second disruption in our conversation is around content disruption. Yes. So that is a huge thing as well that we've been seeing, especially when it comes to the whole influencer versus creator conversation, is that influencers, yes, they do still have their place in society and with our advertising, but creators are reaching higher. We are seeing better return from creators because it's not just about who their following is, but it's about the passion that they have when creating content that we as a brand can benefit from. And that's, that's a huge thing. And that plays into the hands of, are we looking for millennials? Are we looking for Gen Z? Because those creators know how to speak to those different audiences. And it's just a perfect fit for us as a brand. Yeah, I think two weeks or three weeks ago, I was at the TikTok Summit. And um, I was privy to the creators speaking to the audience. And one of the key things they said is, we want to speak to brands directly. 
because we can then take that brief and make it real and contextual to what what is needed and we understand consumers so it it actually removes the middleman and yep. that conversation between brand and creators happened in real time where you find solutions and recommendations and start testing the waters, you know, yeah. and start to build this partnership and relationship because that's another key trend coming up is how do brands start partnerships externally that, you know, breaks away from traditional partners. Yeah, yeah, of course. That is a something that will speak about in the future yeah definitely that's a that's another topic for another day right yeah <laughs> okay so let's bring this conversation back home are there brands already in south africa playing this space and if so what are they doing yeah so i mean we've seen vws of volkswagen uh they are playing in the space of the whole metaverse and they ran a campaign which people would have to find NFTs in their video format ad. If you were lucky enough, you would be able to unlock that NFT. Um, it was more just to get people and play in that space. It wasn't really like, yeah, you got this NFT, now you can get a car with that NFT. It was more like, cool, you found it. It's a reward for you for watching our ad and engaging with us as a platform. Um, that's one of the biggest ones that I have seen really. But I guess we do look more into, if we look at Ubuntu land, MTN has been in that space as well, buying the majority of the, the, the land in Ubuntu land, which is really, really interesting. It'll be interesting what they're planning on doing with that space and how they're going to play in that space. Um, but we haven't seen too high adoption just yet. I don't know if it's because we don't understand it enough or if we just think there's a barrier to entry that we don't understand. But it is a platform that's readily available and our brands can start to tap into the metaverse and create these virtual worlds or augmented reality experiences. But I mean, if we're looking at augmented reality, brands are doing it. A lot of brands are doing yeah. augmented reality. It's not new. So that's not, yeah, that's not new, but that's just the, the, the entry to what the metaverse really is because it's the most accessible form of entry to the metaverse. Okay, so you mention NFTs a lot. Uh, care to explain? NFTs. Yes. So non-fungible tokens, um, aka NFTs, they are uh, a product on the blockchain that is unique to however many, uh, let's say, editions that artist wants to put out. So it can be photos, it can be videos, it can be a document, it can be music, uh, anything that you could find digitally, it can be an NFT. Um, NFTs did see a big, big boom because people saw it as modern day art. So it was, let's say the, the Leonardo da Vinci of today could be the, the Bored Apes. If you haven't seen Bored Apes, you can Google them. They are photo, um, a photo series or drawing series of um, apes that went crazy on the, on the blockchain. People were paying millions of dollars for uh, NFT Bored Apes but you are buying using cryptocurrency. So everything is on the blockchain. That photo is then unique to you. And then the argument comes into play, but it's nothing tangible. Why am I spending a million dollars on mm, this? Exactly. Um, the argument that the other people have on the other side is that it's unique to me. You can't own it. You can save it on your phone, but I own it. I can sell it one day. You can't. So, so that's, that's that. It's just like a bragging right in that sense. But then you get Damien Hurst, a well-renowned pop artist who takes it to the next level where he sells the NFT 
And if you want, you can exchange it for the original copy or the original painting that he did um, of that NFT. So you're turning that virtual into a tangible physical item if you want. Mm. Very interesting. I mean, you also mentioned Abutu Land, right? Yes. That is, uh, I think that was a launch of Africa's first metaverse called Africa yes. Ray. It's a 3D virtual reality immersive hub set. What I found crazy is that um, there were 149 plots. Yes. So virtual plot that was being sold. And um, yeah, so MTN uh, was the biggest investor of this virtual land. Um, what was interesting is that there was designated spaces that would serve the community for work, play, wellness, including meeting rooms, online festival spaces, concert stages, therapy rooms. So that is quite bizarre. Yeah, I mean, it is it is a very interesting thing and we'll have to see where it comes into actual play, how people are going to use it in that aspect. Is it going to be more of like a role play thing of someone's virtual character because there is an issue that we are seeing with these worlds of people losing their the, the disconnect between the real and the virtual world. So is that going to be what that's all about? Or is it just going to be people who are like, cool, virtual workspace, we are remote workers, we're going to come together in this world and treat it like an office. Or we're going to see, um, let's say it's Joburg Day and we host it in this virtual world as well, for example. We don't know. I guess we'll have to see. But it is a place where a lot can happen and there is a lot of potential for it. I'm old school because, you know, what I'm seeing is that there could be social isolation, right? Yes. You live in this bubble that is not real. Yeah. And then we forget to engage as humans to each other. And I think that is, you know, the flip side of it. While it's exciting, we must understand that, you know, we need human connection. To, yeah. to thrive and yeah. grow. People might just go into self-isolation because they'll get so addicted to living on the virtual world that they forget that they're in the real world. Yeah, and I mean, that that is a, an issue and we've seen it. I'm going to reference TV TV series and stuff like that. Uh, when looking at the, the, the virtual world, it has been an issue and it is one of the major issues when we're looking at the security of the platform that people cannot stay in the physical and the virtual world and keep them separate because maybe your virtual world is so much better than your physical world that you would rather live in that place mm. because you might have lots of money, for example, there yes. and not in real life. So there you're living lavish and that's your life. So if we look at Ready Player One, the 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 the, mo the movie, it's literally that world. It's 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 a scary thing. But when the metaverse was first like coming out, I was like, this movie sounds like what is happening now of people just getting addicted to being in a virtual world and having that personality, and that's who they are. And then the rest of the world is just kind of there. Um, so. I don't know if that's going to be an issue and psychiatrists and a whole nother way of working is going to come to life. We're going to see new jobs on the on LinkedIn about all of this kind of thing. But it is an issue. Well, it's interesting that you say that because I'm just thinking about the creation of new jobs and skill sets, you know, to start to develop 
uh, what's required for brands and stuff. You know, who would brands go to to start playing in the metaverse? Would they go to a creative agency? Do they use a media agency? Do they use new agencies? You know, there's very few players, even on the creative side, that's able to build these platforms and environments for them. So what's a solution for our market? Yeah, so I mean... There is going to come a time where we are going to need, I, I think personally, that we will need dedicated uh, either agencies or departments within an agency that is focused on the metaverse because it is a big thing. It is, it's not just turn around uh, creative for social media today. It's something that needs to be developed and it needs to be maintained so that we can make sure that the people who we have on our platforms in the metaverse are living correctly and that there are certain rules being implemented it, it takes a lot of admin um, and we need to understand that world we need to understand the rules there's a lot behind it so yes if you want to enter the metaverse right now you can creative agencies should be able to to help you in that sense if it's a, a race that your brand holds for example they can help you get into the nft space of things where when people win the, the race you can send them in or not win when they cross the finish line everyone that participates can get an nft that's unique to that event and it's unique to that person so that you can start to enter in that way but when we start to move into the virtual world behind it you will need more heavy developers. Uh, you'll need a team behind it that creates all of these different elements and make sure that everything is working correctly. So you mentioned something interesting there in terms of uh, security. What are some of the concerns around the metaverse from a data privacy and cyber security perspective? Because you you are seeing people that's openly sharing their data without realization, you know, what's the impact of me sharing the data? And then you're going to see opportunists that's going to take advantage over that situation. And yeah. uh, that's a real thing. How is that going to impact this? Yeah, so an issue is even with the blockchain, you are anonymous as your character. But to log in, you still need to use your private data because they need to verify who you are. So everything still does link back to you in one way or another. So even though we're saying it's anonymous, it's not necessarily too anonymous. And the issue behind that is that people don't see that connection, that even though I can be anonymous, I am still not anonymous. So they go out and they do wild things. Mm -hmm. the, the metaverse can be seen if we don't put in rules and governments are speaking about it, about uh, laws for the metaverse of how we conduct ourselves. We have seen that it pretty much becomes the purge. It's, it's a world where people are lawless. There are no rules. And that's a big issue, number one. But secondly, because of that, because it's technology, hackers can still hack into blockchain. And that's where they can link it back to you and there is that issue. So if you have a whole lot of cryptocurrency and you like to flaunt it because you're anonymous, you aren't necessarily anonymous because it links back to you. I can track anyone's wallet. I can go onto OpenSea, someone who bought an NFT, and I can go right to their profile and see everything that they own and I'll be able to track it back to who owns that. So... It's not necessarily too anonymous and hackers can get in. So it is still scary. There's still people need to understand that and really tread lightly when going into this world. Yeah, I guess people must go with their eyes wide open, hey? Yeah, I mean, it's it's like 
going on social media now. You're not going to click on that, that, that scam that you know is a scam. So don't do things in the metaverse that you wouldn't do today because be there's nothing different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People still do it. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. So I, I just want to talk from a consumer perspective. I mean, you and I were having a quick conversation around the latest uh, social media report that's yes. come out. You want to share some of the insights in terms of consumer behaviors in South Africa? I don't really know all of the consumer behaviors in South Africa. Uh, where I have come into play with doing that report is looking at the augmented reality side of mm -hmm. things um, because the main the main driver at the moment locally is augmented reality because it's readily available. And the nice thing with augmented reality is that it doesn't use too much data. So I know on all the different platforms, when you're creating an augmented reality experience, there is a limited amount of data that you can upload. So I think the max on Snapchat, for example, is 12 megabytes. So that's not too much data. So that means anyone with a connected smartphone within the continent, within South Africa, are able to experience augmented reality. And that's why augmented reality is driving where the metaverse is heading because it's readily available with smartphones being one of the most highly adopted technologies and it's really afford affordable we are able to play in that space. So consumers are ready for it. We are seeing that that augmented reality and the metaverse is becoming a bigger thing in, in South Africa. Uh, but that's all I can really, really speak to in terms of consumer insights in the metaverse at the moment. That's that's fine. Where can uh, listeners go to, to access this report? Um, the report, I'd have to send you a link, unfortunately. Yeah. I know it's the social, if you want to Google it, it's called the Social Media Landscape Report 2022. Mm -hmm. um, but other than that, I don't know where the link is exactly. You can go to my LinkedIn if you'd like. I have put the post out there with the whole document. Um, it's just Time and Pinto on LinkedIn. And you'll be able to find it there as well. There you go. Yeah. Easy access. Yeah, easy access. And people get to know Time and <laughs> Yeah, just a little bit more. <laughs> yes, definitely. So, uh, in closing, Timon, what can brands in South Africa start doing today to get prepared for this new world? Um, I guess number one is keep your finger on the pulse. So, do the research. See what's happening within the global context. Because what's happening overseas, we can do that here. We are, it's open platforms. I don't see why we can't do it. So, keep your finger on the pulse. Have a look at what's happening and try implement it locally because people will love it. Um, don't be too scared about entering the metaverse because it's not that scary. We can create NFTs. We know there are agencies that are starting to pop up that are focused on creating virtual worlds and NFTs for your brand. So it's just becoming that little bit easier, but it's not too hard. You can get going in that space as well if you want to go uh, a little bit further in the, the whole blockchain metaverse world and where it's going. Other than that, augmented reality is still as I've been mentioning throughout, augmented reality is a big player. So just play around with augmented reality. Create virtual worlds in augmented reality. It's, it's readily available. It doesn't have to be something that someone needs virtual goggles for uh, to go into a, a portal, for example, and change their surroundings. It's on their phone. You can play in that space and your brand can do that. It's not too, too hard. Um, you do have developers locally that can do that for you. So it's not too scary. Don't worry. But yeah, I mean, the, the, the key is to just just do it. Just take mm -hmm. that leap and just do it because it's readily available and you can. Yeah, definitely. Start small, build use cases, you know, 
uh, just be open to what's out there and then yeah. it'll grow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So, Timon, thank you so much for your time. I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. Hopefully, I will have you back in the near future to talk about some case studies in, in the metaverse. Yeah, that sounds good. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Okay. Go well. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. We're excited. You're excited. I really value and appreciate your support during this time. Helping decision makers navigate the change and to keep some change in their pockets. Don't forget to subscribe. Follow our Instagram handle at TalkDigitalZA. Engage us on our website at TalkDigitalZA.co.za. And who knows, you could be featuring on the next one.